You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, May 7th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, and today our episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And on that note, I'd like to give a special shout out to people who have subscribed to this podcast. And to join that group, Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you do that, we'll deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. If you're new to the show, we have new episodes each morning, Monday through Friday, posted here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The offseason is now complete in the NFL, or as I like to think of it, we are now in the third phase of the offseason. From time to time, I discuss how I view the phases of the offseason. The first phase is before anything happens. It's before the beginning of free agency. Then the second phase is after free agency winds down and your focus is exclusively on the draft. And now that the draft is over, your roster is essentially set. Yes, there are some players out there in free agency who might be able to help your football team. But for the most part, you know what your roster is going to look like heading into the training camp, heading into the next season and any improvement you can make from this point forward to some extent is lucky I mean I know again I know that there's a guy like Steven Nelson out there who could probably help the Jets quite a bit but there are not many players out there and at each phase of the offseason I like to kind of assess where the Jets are at and on today's show what I want to do is take a look at the areas where the Jets have improved the most this offseason the areas where they have not improved enough, and then areas where we don't really have enough information to know whether they improved or not. So let's begin by talking about the areas where they've improved the most. And I think that there are two areas that really stand out to me here. The first is wide receiver. And, you know, maybe you refer to it as pass catcher instead, because it's really more about the role than the position. The Jets entered this offseason without much to speak about at wide receiver. You know, they had Jamison Crowder out of the, the slots. They had, you hope, Denzel Mims produce for them. And they, they added three quality pass catchers. And the degree of the quality varies a bit. But they got Corey Davis in free agency on what I consider a very reasonable deal. Sometimes you end up overpaying quite a bit for certain players in free agency. I don't think the Jets overpaid for Corey Davis. I think they actually got him at a pretty fair value, which is very rare for a guy who agrees to a deal on the first day of free agency. I mean, you look across the league at some of the deals that were given out. I mean, Nelson Aguilar in New England got what I thought was an outrageous contract. Corey Davis, I think Jets got a good deal for him. And beyond that, I think he fits really well what they want to do. He has had success in a similar 
system in Tennessee to what the Jets are in- installing. So I think a really good signing. You also have Keelan Cole, which was kind of an under-the-radar move. And after the NFL draft, it's coming to focus what the Jets were thinking with that signing because they are now in a position where they have a lot of flexibility on the roster. At the time, it wasn't really clear. Were they getting him to replace Crowder in the slot? Were they getting him just as a depth player? And you know, wide receiver depth is a good thing for the Jets to have because you may remember last year, most of the season they were missing one of their starters at the wide receiver position. So, you know, paying an extra paying to get add an extra receiver is not a bad move for the Jets, especially after what happened last year. You want to make sure that you have four quality guys. You know, you want to have you might make sure you have an extra guy. So I think I think you if if you have the option to have four quality guys, you want to have four quality guys. And then they of course added Elijah Moore at the top of the second round. So now you've got you've added three quality options, and you know no matter what happens, you know if even if you get rid of Jamison Crowder because of the money, you have four quality receivers now. You know I think Davis is a big upgrade over Brashad Perryman, who gave the Jets I mean maybe a couple decent games, but was an enormous bust. I thought I shouldn't say enormous because I mean it was a one year contract, but per- Perryman I thought was a bust of a signing. And aside from that, you know. Mims was a rookie, so you had to deal with you had to deal with rookie growing pains, and he was a rookie who probably was not ready to contribute on day one in a big way. We knew. I think Elijah Moore is a guy whose NFL game is more pro ready this year, but you also have the potential for a year over year improvement from Mims. So you enter this season, and wide receiver, I think, is something to be excited about in a way it has not been for the Jets in you know probably five to six years when you had that Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker team, and even beyond them, you had guys like Quincy Inunua and Jeremy Curley as depth. Jets have some good receivers, and, they, and there's depth. You know, even no matter what happens with Crowder, and you know maybe they keep Crowder, I, I would not advise that. If you keep Crowder, you have five good, but even if you get rid of him, you have four quality receivers, and that's a very good thing to have. The other area I think improved, you know, you could call it defensive line, you could call it pass rush, but the Jets added players who I think are going to help quite a bit. And this is another area where the Jets for a very long time have struggled to find quality. And I think that they added a number of guys who are going to help quite a bit on the pass rush. Now, the biggest name is Carl Lawson. And, you know, we've talked about this. I mean, Lawson, if you look at his sack numbers, you're not going to be impressed. But Fortunately, in the NFL, I think teams are starting to get a little bit smarter. I think the analysis, the the analysts who cover the league are are starting to get a little bit smarter. When it comes to the pass rush, it's not only about sacks. You know, you play, you you, you play hundreds and hundreds of snaps. You play, you could play close to a thousand snaps in the NFL as a pass rusher. And the best guys get, you know, 10 to 15 sacks. So you're dealing with a very small percentage of plays that end in, in sacks. It's more important to be productive on a play-to-play basis, to constantly be getting to the quarterback, delivering hits, delivering knockdowns, even pressuring the quarterback, forcing him off his spot, making him uncomfortable. And Lawson has been as good at that as anybody in the NFL. And it would not surprise me to see the sack numbers come, but it's not only about sacks. But beyond that, the Jets, I thought, got a pretty solid deal when they signed Sheldon Rankins. You know, heading into the offseason was my focus on adding a guy next to Quinn and Williams inside a defensive tackle. Well, not really, but an opportunity presented itself. One of the things I always talk about is, you know, you have a plan, but you have to stay flexible 
as opportunities present themselves. And I think that's what the Jets did with Sheldon Rankins. Now Rankins is coming off a couple of years where he was recovering from an injury. So the hope is that this is kind of the theory you're working with if you're a Jets fan, that Rankins, after two seasons where he was not quite himself, is now starting to feel better. And He said that himself in an interview that he did, that he's starting to feel like himself again. And if he can get back to the player he was prior to the injury he suffered in a playoff game a few years ago, he and Quinn and Williams are going to be a lot to handle on the inside. And then, you know, you have a guy who's more of a role player in Vinnie Curry. And the, the day the Jets signed him, I gave you a warning when I broke it down that I needed to be careful here because Vinnie Curry is one of those guys I've been a fan of since he was a draft prospect all the way back, you know, close to 10 years, not quite 10 years ago, but close to 10 years ago. And every few years, it seems like he's going to be available. I've wanted to see the Jets go after him, and they never have. So I'm glad to see him on the team. And, you know, look, he's not going to play starting level snaps, I don't think. But he's a guy who can still help in a situational role. I think you give him a handful of snaps each game, and he's going to be productive. He's going to like what you what you're you're going to like what you see. So, and these are two areas. Like I said, wide receiver and pass rush. These are two areas where. It feels like the Jets have been weak forever. Aside from like the the Marshall Decker era, really for a decade or so, the Jets have been trying to figure out these these roles, and it feels like they're they made many positive steps in the right direction this off season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is, this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey Jets fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday. We are talking about the 2021 Jets offseason. In particular, we are discussing the areas where they improved, the areas where they did not improve enough, and the areas where it's not entirely clear how much they have improved. And that's going to be the focus of this segment. We're going to talk now about the areas where the Jets may have gotten better, but we're not sure how much they got better. There's a lack of clarity and, I mean, you could begin at the quarterback position. Now, Sam Darnold gave you so little, little last year that you would hope that there's going to be an improvement, but you don't you don't know how much. It's always a question of how good a rookie quarterback will be right away. 
some and it's not just a question of how good the guy was last year. I think I think there are points where when we discuss rookie quarterbacks, we assume that they're going to be the same player they were in their final year of college. But some guys progress a lot. Justin Herbert, I thought entering the NFL based purely on his Oregon tape was probably not a guy who was ready, but he progressed very quickly, I thought. So, you know, we don't know where Zach Wilson's going to be. A lot of it's going to be based on his surroundings. I mean, there's plenty of time to talk about the quarterbacks. So let's move on. Linebacker's a position that's kind of a wild card for the Jets because you have a guy who's returning in C.J. Mosley who really has not played in two years for reasons that are not really his fault. But you wonder what impact two years away from the league is going to have for him. Because he played, he's played two games in the last two years. In one of those two games, he was playing hurt against the Patriots on a Monday night. You're hoping to get a credible linebacker. I think it's a lot to ask after two years away, all that rust for Mosley to come back and be the same guy he was in Baltimore. You know, you're just hoping for a credible linebacker. And honestly, I think in this defense, a credible linebacker might be enough. And you also have Gerard Davis, a former first-round pick the Jets signed guy who was really just a big disappointment for the Detroit Lions and I got to be honest with you my hopes are not that high with Jared Davis he was not you know there's a theory going out around that he was held back by Matt Patricia and you know Matt Patricia is kind of the Adam Gase of defense so I mean it would not surprise me if lots of guys who were coached by Matt Patricia did better in new surroundings, but I think the, the issue with Davis is that he wasn't much of a player even before Patricia arrived in Detroit. He was kind of a disappointment. I mean, the only thing that gives me any degree of hope is there were reports out there that there were lots of teams interested in Davis's services, so apparently the Jets are not the only team that really think that Davis can turn his career around and be a productive player at linebacker, but you know, I, I don't know how high my hopes are. The third position where I'm not entirely sure how much the Jets have improved is offensive line. The Jets did draft. They traded up for Elijah Vera Tucker, but that's the only move that they made. And you always question a bit when the only change is a rookie. You know, if the wide receiver position was only Elijah Moore being added, I may not put them in the greatly improved category the fact you added Corey Davis is what really puts that in addition to Moore is what puts that in the greatly improved category the offensive line you get Vera Tucker who projects as a plug-and-play guy but sometimes those projections do not work out and as much as anything I think the Jets are looking for internal improvements on the offensive line they're looking for guys to play better than they did last year Connor McGovern who for the most part last year was not that effective you wonder the extent to which bad guard play impacted that. Sometimes that happens. The guy next to you is really struggling, and it drags the entire offensive line down. You know, an offensive line is an interesting thing. In many cases, it's only as strong as its weakest part, and the Jets' weakest parts were pretty weak last year. And you also look at Mekhi Becton, who entered the NFL not as a finished product. And I thought did a pretty credible job as a starter last year. In fact, you know, if you, if I thinking back to my preseason expectations, he pretty much matched them. You know, he was a guy, although there were some hiccups in pass protection, he was a guy who I thought more often than not looked pretty good. And he was an excellent run blocker. 
you know, I, I think that Makai Becton gave you what you were looking for last year, but I don't think the Jets drafted Makai Becton in the top 11 last year just to be an okay left tackle. I think they're looking for something more. They're looking for him to take the next step this year and really become a dominant player, become the type of guy, you know, they're looking for a difference maker. They're looking for a special left tackle. You look at his physical tools. I mean, he could be as good as anybody if he develops. And I think, again, adding Vera Tucker, they're hoping that that's going to have a positive impact, putting a guy like that next to him. But there is always a question when you're looking for somebody to play better than they did last year. And I think the Jets in particular are looking for two guys to improve in addition to the in addition to the selection of Vera Tucker. So it's not really clear how much the Jets have improved on the offensive line. You hope that they have improved. And their best case scenario, I mean, this could be a pretty good offensive line if they get what they're looking for. It's just kind of difficult to say right now. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There are many delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, mint brownie, salted caramel, to name a few. So there's something for everybody. They're just really good, and they're healthy, too. You can order raspberry, mint brownie, whatever you'd like. Most of the flavors only have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. And a couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at Built Bar. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R dot com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, talking about the 2021 offseason for the New York Jets. And we are going to close the show today by talking about the positions, or really the position where the Jets did not do enough this offseason. In fact, this is a position where the Jets did not do anything, and that is cornerback. And... There still are some guys out there who maybe can help. Uh, Steven Nelson, maybe more controversially, but a guy I think could help. Richard Sherman, who has had success playing under Robert Sala the, the last couple of years in San Francisco. So I get the feeling we got to a certain point before the draft where the Jets knew these guys were going to be available after the draft. So they wanted to see what happened because if they were able to get a corner early, maybe they would not go to free agency But now that the draft is over, I think the Jets have to do something in free agency because they've done nothing this offseason at corner. That's been the most surprising thing. And I understand that not every position could be fully addressed in one offseason, but I'm surprised the Jets did not make any effort to address corner so far. And I would expect that they will because this group that they have right now, it's going to be tough. In fact, you could make the argument that the Jets are worse at corner today than they were the end of the season because they at least had Brian Poole in the slot and I'm really not sure what the plan is right now to be honest with you I mean do they think that there's a a slot corner who can fill the role internally perhaps you know there are a number of recent picks some late round guys maybe an undrafted free agent maybe they think that 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 it could be filled by a guy they already have but that does not explain what they're looking at outside you know Bryce Hall fell to the fifth round last year probably was not a fifth round talent so I guess you could possibly talk me into him as a starting player but 
couple things about that. First of all, I don't want to put all my eggs in Bryce Hall's basket. I'd like there to be some sort of camp competition where he earns the job, and if he earns his way onto the field, that's great. But second, beyond that, who's starting across from him? I mean, right now, Bless Austin seems like the starter, and I think we've seen that Bless Austin's just not good enough. So there's, there is still work to do at the corner position because the Jets have done no work on it so far this offseason. If you want a criticism of the offseason, again, I'm not expecting a cornerstone player. The Jets were not going to get be able to add cornerstone players at every position, but they still could do a little bit better at corner than what they've got right now. They, they could at least put a group that you could hope would be, will be credible going forward. So I hope that they're not done at corner, and I hope we see some action on that front soon. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week to talk more Jets.